Welcome. 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 Welcome to We Still Ain't Got Our Shit Together podcast. <laughs> Look, today's episode is a pretty dope episode for our first episode. Now, for episode one, our episode is going to be called First Time Fathers. Congratulations, Jamal, on being a father. Well, I appreciate it. It's a new feeling. Yeah. Oh, you're not going to take me back, bro? On me being a dad? Oh, my bad. Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, you got what, two years deep? <laughs> three, sir. Three. Three and three. Three. Yeah. You know, she's actually going to turn four um, in September. So, I mean, it's we're really on the fourth year. So, a little bit of a veteran yeah. in the game. <laughs> I'm on the first year. Ah, exciting. Team no sleep. Yeah. I don't know. I sleep. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Y'all did a little bit better than us on the sleep schedule thing, you know, at that time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she sleeps now, though. She sleeps now. All right. Let's go ahead and hop right into it. Um, I'm really curious to know how you felt when you got the news that you guys were going to have a baby. Mixed feelings, right? So I, I saw the pregnancy test, but I was like, "All right, I'm gonna have a baby, whatever." I was excited, but at the same time, it it, it still didn't feel real. It didn't feel real until I felt that first kick. I was like, "Yeah, damn, that's a long time, though." (laughs) It is. Okay, keep going. So once I felt felt that first that first uh, kick, I, I looked at Jasmine, my wife, and I was like, "Yeah, we having a whole baby." She's like, "Yeah, a whole baby." I was like, "Sheesh!" I mean, granted, because I, I said, like, growing up, I said, "All right, well, I want about two or three kids." It's easier to say it, and then once it actually happens, she's like, "Yeah, I legit." have a kid somebody's Hell going yeah. to call him <laughs> somebody's going to be calling me dad and i'm used to calling my parents like mom mom and dad so for somebody else to call me that is you know it's kind of weird but it's a different ball game a whole totally different ball game so one more question to that um <clears throat> i know you said you felt kind of a little bit of indifference until you really felt the kick but were were y'all trying at the time? Yeah, we tried since December on our honeymoon trip. Mm-hmm. January nothing, February nothing. So so after the second month, I was like, "All right, whatever, it's gonna happen whenever it happens." Because the first two months you're excited because like, "All right, any moment now, yeah, she's gonna come back with with, with that of." With that message, like, "Hey, I'm pregnant," but mm-hmm. but it didn't but it it didn't happen. So I'm like, "All right, I'm not about to keep getting getting excited to be let down." So if it happens, it happens. Shoot, I would say our 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 parts on hearing the news are like total opposites. Mm-hmm. I mean, me and Ariel had literally my wife had just got engaged, right? Yeah, and. You know, we just got engaged. Y'all remember when I finally got the ring and all that? I was super excited. Yep. And so literally like a month and a half after we got engaged, I think I'm getting ready for like a, a watch a football game or something. I'm on the phone with Slim. And I, Ariel calls me. So, you know, I click over. I'm answering the phone. And she's like, I'm fucking pregnant. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Stop playing with me, yo. Like, this is, like, you not funny. You feel me? <laughs> like, this is this is, this is is when I'm still living in Lithia Springs in the studio apartment, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I like, remember. I'm sitting there like, ah, nah, 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 nah. No way. I am not ready for this. Like, this can't be happening at this moment. So, for me, like, my first thoughts was, like, whole, totally different. You know uh-huh. You know what I said, Dora? So we finna get to, we finna get rid of this. Oh shit! 
those are the first those, those are the words that dropped out like so she finally sent me the practice test like i'm like you playing like come on same person i was like yo we finna get rid of this like that had always what's been our, i mean she i mean at that time we were both like oh we gotta have this conversation like we had just newly gotten engaged so you know we'd always talked around at that time like if it was to happen what would we do and uh-huh. i always thought i had to be somewhere financially at a certain point to have a kid now, don't get me wrong. It's not, I'm not going to tell y'all that's not a struggle. If y'all ain't making really good money, we have kids. Definitely is. Now, but <clears throat> I was not mentally or thought I was financially prepared to be ready to have a kid. So, you know, as time goes along, like, I think, like, I, I hung up with her. I went home. And, I mean, literally, I'm just thinking, like, dude, like, this can't be real. And then it dawned on me what I said to her. Did I really just ask the lady that I just asked me to marry, just asked to marry me to get rid of the child that we fit in half? I had to look myself in the mirror, though. Like, really? <laughs> like, then what was the point of you yep. even asking her to marry you? You feel me? Yeah, and that's so, tough. And so I called her back and was like, yo, skip everything I said. Skip it all. Like, I already want to spend the rest of my life with, with you. So, shoot, <laughs> he better bring this bundle on. We're going to be all right. We're going to figure out what we had to do from that from that point. But it was like we was not trying. I mean, like, full disclosure, like, she took a plan B. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep. And Mook still came, bro. <laughs> like. Oh, yeah, she, she said she is, <laughs> she is not playing with y'all. I'm coming either way. I mean, stubborn now. Like, so, you know, I think we was, like, on two different spectrums. Like, y'all had originally already gotten married for you. And for me, I, you know, we had literally just gotten engaged. So, mm-hmm. and you remember, you know, at the wedding, like, working came down. She preceded her mother before, you know, she even walked down. So, and, you know, if y'all was at my wedding and you listened to this, she the one that really made me start choking up, bro. Facts. <laughs> That's facts. She did. <laughs> I was like, oh, nah. <laughs> My heart. <laughs> but yeah, so after that, right, you know, that was tough for me, though. You know, originally saying that at first. But then leaning into it, you know, once I decided, yo, what you know, what, what was I thinking when I said that? You know, I was just running a preconceived notion like, yo, this is still some girl I'm just dating. But the truth is, nah, we finna get married. So... You know, God is good. It's a different mindset. It is. It is. It is. Like, you know, especially when you're not trying. Like, because I hear all my friends that try struggle at first. Struggle to actually have kids or? Or, or struggle to to get pregnant originally. Right? Like, they take, like, take y'all. And let me not say it's a struggle. Like, y'all took, what, two, three months before y'all finally yeah. got pregnant? Yeah. But you thinking every month, okay, that cycle's not coming. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. For me, I'm like, every month that cycle is coming. <laughs> so it was like Dang. two different ball games. Like I wasn't originally trying for this, but this is what came of it. I mean, well, God, I mean, I was trying. Like, you know, as my mom says, if you fit in it, do it. Like, just saying. <laughs> My mom was like, well, we knew. <laughs> but yeah, long story short, after that, what was your mental and your mindset plus any information given to you leading up to the birth? My mindset. I. It was more all right. So, am I going to be a good dad, or like, what kind of dad do I want to be? And I don't want to fail this child. And I'm like, all right, it's a kid coming. I don't, let me say, I don't know what to expect. And then, of course, when everybody finds out that uh, you're having a kid, they want to give you all this knowledge that uh, they have from mm-hmm. a win. When they had kids, yeah, 
some of it's contradictory. Some of it you use. I, I just listened to it. Stored it in the bank. <laughs> you know, have I used any of it? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Duh, every kid is different, though. <laughs> it is. Like, what works for one kid definitely doesn't work for another. I mean, that's just out there. Because everybody's like, oh, man, you're not going to get no sleep. I've been sleeping like a champ since she came out. Like, she sleeps. Like, hey, I'm hey, so grateful. Parker, that chick, bro. Listen, <laughs> we, we, we say this now. She's like a grandma. Like, at 8.30, 8 o'clock, 8.30, she starts crying on the dot. Like, y'all, it's bedtime. I'm ready to go to sleep. I don't care about food. None of that. I'm ready to go to sleep. That's one every day at between eight and eight thirty. She'll start getting fussy. She'll start crying. She don't want to play. She don't want to do none of that. She wants to go to sleep. I was like, all right. Oh, I hope that lasts into her terrible twos. I hope it lasts forever. <laughs> Keep sweat. Make it last forever. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So. What do you think the best advice that was given to you was? Every child is different. I think I said that at the, uh, what was that, bourbon and diapers? Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, we need to we need to go ahead and plug that right quick. All right. So you did something really dope that, uh-huh. I know, I mean, the first co-ed baby shower I ever went to was my own. <laughs> If that makes sense? Yeah. Um, but you did some stuff that was super slick, like scamish almost. Mm-hmm. You had like a regular baby shower that was co-ed. I did. And then you suckered us in by saying, oh, we finna do an all-fellas night called bourbon and diapers. Everybody just bring diapers. And we finna get yep. lit. <laughs> And that's so what you happened. you hit us twice. I did. I I, I hit him over the head twice. I did. That's <laughs> what I did. <laughs> Yo, that shit was smooth, bro. Like that shit was real smooth. Like I mean, to the point where honestly, I think that we should like we should coin that shit. Bourbons and diapers. Like women yes. have baby showers. They've had that shit for millennia. But uh-huh. bourbons and diapers was such a dope thing, right? So, <clears throat> like, I think about it. Her father was there. I was there who had a kid. Um, Jeremy was there. He, Jeremy he, had, he a had a daughter. He had a daughter. Um, Jarvis has has a son. Mm-hmm. Um, you surrounded yourself with people that had been there. And, yep. like, it wasn't just us getting lit. But I'm talking about the information being shared at that table should have been filmed. Yeah, amongst men, like men yeah. having men, men, men conversation, having, having the conversation, and that, and you know, and that's what really prompted our first episode, because my mental leading up, like you said, for you, um, getting ready to go, like a lot of people were like, "Oh shoot, congratulations!" Like we knew y'all eventually gonna have kids, da, 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 da. but I never felt like I was getting how you say. Positive. Okay, let me not say positive. I mean, not getting good information. You know, everybody was like, uh-huh. you, like the most I got was like, "Are you ready?" Uh-huh. Like I think for her, it was like you know, it was a gathering like of women and her family on my side, her side. Where it's like, look, <clears throat> whatever you need, we're here for you. We got you. Don't worry. It's all gonna be good to go. Like there's no issues. Like let's be prepared. And you know, we had a really tough pregnancy. So, yeah. like, our time leading up to the birth, you know, I was quiet in the first trimester. I mean, but I was struggling. Okay. I had just gotten a job not too long ago for the hospital, and I had left the postal service. And yeah. I was working nights. But, dude, I'd be, I started working doubles. <laughs> I'm like, I, if you need me. I mean, what do you think about it? I mean, I was in a $538 a month studio in Lithia Springs. Nigga, we wouldn't fit in the lid there. Yeah. 
you know, nah. we 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 went from that to what? Before the baby came, we went and got a, a two bedroom, twelve hundred square foot in Norcross. <laughs> yeah, Peachtree Corners. Yeah, I mean, I moved her closer to her job where she was literally ten minutes away. She's always only worked ten minutes from work since we've lived together, <laughs> which is amazing for her. So it's like we moved over there, got the big apartment, and then that's when I started working two jobs. I mean, you know, I was always going to say, like, I, I have to do whatever I had to do financially because that was, like, the biggest thing on my brain. Do I make enough to have this kid? Do I make enough that, to uh, support her? And that's that, on the minds of all dads. Yeah. But at the time, like, I wasn't telling nobody. I went, like, I talked to y'all. We kick it. I was like, everything good, bro. <laughs> It's yeah. all right. I got I got enough time to hit the gym today, <laughs> you know. But it's like, yo, I mean, it wasn't like the conversation for me to be had. And then, you know, it took a little while for me to understand, dude, a kid is a change for anybody. If you make two hundred K a year and you live like you make two hundred K, a kid is a is a financial change. It is. If you make fifty thousand dollars a year and you live like you make fifty, a kid is a change. Unless you're a person that lives below your means, <laughs> a kid is a change financially. Did he? Did he? <laughs> he did it even said it best. He's like, you know how, how much money it costs to buy five kids a pair of Jordans? Well, and one, that's all they want well, is Jordans? Well, one. <laughs> I'm going to look at Diddy and be like, you know what every other parent without your funds have done in America? <laughs> you exactly. ain't getting them J's. <laughs> we finna go to rack room, buy one, get one half off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pay less shoe stores. Yeah. Shoe depot. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, I mean, that was for me, that was the biggest point for me. Like, you know, I struggled a lot because she was sick during pregnancy. And mm-hmm. like, you 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 understand the ramifications. Like Morgan's here now, but like my wall, my my wife in the first trimester lost well over much. I mean, way too much weight. Like it was like almost thirty pounds in the first trimester, gone. Everybody else is totally different. Like there's, I remember the first night I got the call that she was gonna end up in the hospital, and I'm at work, and I get a call like, Ariel's on the way to the hospital. Like, Shh, what? I'm on the way. I'm fitting to drive from Decatur to Noonan. It was going to take me like 15 minutes to swear to you. <laughs> <laughs> like just straight low flying. But, you know, I think that for me was the biggest struggle. It wasn't even necessarily if I was going to be a good dad. It was how in the world will I ever provide for both of them? Because originally, um, Ariel took six months off, went back to work for a little bit. I mean, this is after the birth, you know, went back to work for a little bit. And then her job left to go to Texas, and she opted not to go. So, you know, I think she only worked a couple weeks and then came right back to it, and then she was home. So, I mean, at that time frame, y'all remember, look, only time you could talk to me if I was in the car. Yep. I got home. Shoot, hey, I'm finna go sit, check check Morgan and Ariel before they go to sleep. And then I got to take a did quick nap, turn around, go back to work. <laughs> and so, you know, that was a, a humbling experience for me, too, because, you know, I was okay living in my little $538 a month studio in Lithia Springs, which is like, I'm saying that because paying that much for, for, for a place to live is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Never, never done that, but yeah. Nah, it was dope. It was definitely dope. I mean, I I can't stress that part enough, though. But I think that this part right here is, like, super important to me because the mental and the mindset for men going forward, like, your your, your, your diapers and bourbon, I think it's something that should always happen. Like, the same way women get that gathering, I think men do need that, too, because it's a lonely space, too. At first, at oh, that it's it's almost like we isolate ourselves from one another until a situation like what you had happened, 
where we force ourselves to come together. We force ourselves to have a conversation. And so for me, I've always tried to, anybody I know since me having Morgan, have I tried to have a conversation with, you know? Hey, man, <laughs> tell me where your head at. How you feeling? Dude, don't even worry about none of that financial stuff. I'll be real with you. All a kid need is both parents and some love. That's it. Like, you talking about making sure you got the best swaddling cloth in the world? That kid ain't going to remember that? Nope. Like, all you need is love and whoever you with. And that baby going to be all right. I swear to you. Uh-huh. It's not about <laughs> buying buying the fancy clothes and all that. Like, listen, they going to grow out of it. I mean, I get so it. fast. Unless you like me, I mean, I like shoes, bro. So you know, Morgan got Morgan got some fire. She had a little, she got some little heat. But you know, that's that's, that's a dad's fault. Like she got all pink Harachis and Kyries, and she had KDs early on in life. She had some um, so heat. Got some nice sweet Adidas. You know, it was like. She's going to be fly when it comes time for it. Like, she, she's definitely a sneaker and dress girl. I love that. Um, but, you know, we kind of segueing right now into the afterbirth um, part of this. You know, so the question is, what was it like the first time you saw her? Oh, my gosh, I cried. You hear me? Listen, I boo hooed. Ugly tear, snot coming out your nose, crying. Like, <laughs> I, I could not control it. It was a feeling that people win championships, that's a great feeling. Seeing your child for the first time after you felt them in the stomach, like nine months, yeah, is indescribable. And icing on a cake. She was born on my birthday. I just hope you know that you'll never receive another birthday gift from me. Or. 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 Your wife. (laughs) Listen. I know. That was part of of the tears. (laughs) You hear me? My good. It was so, Yo, Parker so, getting all our money. <laughs> yeah. So I got married, right? And I, I I know how that was when I was almost about to cry, standing up there when she first walked in. Forget that. Before I even walked walked down the aisle, I was about to cry. I held it together. But when Parker came out. It was like all those feelings from the marriage multiplied by like a thousand. I do want to just say that it's okay to cry, bro. It is. And that's real. That's real. That's real. I just want to put that out there. Like, I know people got pictures of me crying. It's okay. It's okay to cry. Could not hold back the tears. I was like, yo, I'm a dad now. Like, this is, this is my child. This is my baby. I went half on this. This is mine. <laughs> Fendi, Fendi. <laughs> yeah, man. She has my last name. She came out the womb day later on Jasmine's chest. After I got myself together, I looked over and she was looking dead at me. Dude. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> like, I ain't gonna lie. I meant to put it earlier, yo. Like, for, 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 for how I felt before we had Morgan. Like, I truly, truly, so badly wanted a boy. Like that jump, that jump was crazy. Like, yo, that social conditioning is so real. Like, I was uh-huh. like, yo, I gotta have a son. Like, oh, I got a feeling like God's gonna give me a boy. Like, this gonna be a boy. And when you know Ariel finally revealed what it was gonna be, I ain't gonna lie, I had a little letdown. I did, but God don't make no mistakes, bro. Nope. Like, being a girl dad is the shit. It is. Like, I mean, it's weird. So, go ahead. Every guy guy wants a boy, but every guy 
Honestly, they really need a girl. Oh first. my god, yo. They need real. a girl. It's it's different, dude. It softens you like I'm so soft right now. I'm ashamed of myself. Like I'm like I'm not though. Watch- it's strength though. It's strength. Like it's strength. Bro. So so it's not soft in regards to like Yeah. It, it's, it's it's more so I could be watching a movie and it'll be something about a kid maybe dying or a kid get 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 getting sick. My first initial thought is Parker. And I start getting emotional. I'm like, why? I never used to cry Stop. in movies. I never used to cry mm-hmm. in movies. Neither. I mean I don't cry Ever. in movies now. I'm talking about well, that's 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 what you were saying. You, you I didn't alone. cry. I mean, you can tell me the truth, bro. I didn't. I didn't cry, but I did get kind of a little bit watery emotional. You got a little watery. Yeah, I was like, if you got watery like eyes, you cry. Nah. What is the definition of crying? When that liquid falls <laughs> from your eye down. No, <laughs> no. It's yes, actually it when water builds in the eye. Nope. Okay. So if there's somebody <laughs> hit you in the eye right now, and, I cry. and you and, and why does that? I cry. I cry. <laughs> Yo, get out of here. That's all. <laughs> I cry. That's what it's give me the no. eye right now. I cry. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I, I I didn't cry, but I came close. Man, I ain't gonna. Lie. I got the same similar story. Like being in the room with Ariel during the birth was. Was dope. One, I think one of the greatest things was like it's timing for us though. Like Morgan came in the right time. You know, pregnant wise, she came in the right time. Birth wise, like so, I remember going into the birth when Ariel started labor, and she labored for about three days. So I mean, it was a tough little ordeal for us. (laughs) Everything about pregnancy was tough, Um, but once, once we got there we really wanted to wait for our doctor i mean her mother um if those people don't know my mother-in-law is in the business of babies so you guys had your child at north side just like we did yep and we all know that her mom she in that spot like nobody business <laughs> when it comes to some babies being born so she was off work and literally was her nurse the entire time, which is good and indifferent, if that makes sense. Why is that? Um, like, you know, Wayne, he's in our group. And so, you know, he had a he struggled at first, you know, thinking about having her mom in the room. I never really struggled with it, knowing that somebody who this is their life career can help because you're going to do whatever it takes at that moment if that makes sense right yep so you know as her mom was there like there was there was a moment the night before Morgan was born when we were in the hospital and she was laboring Ariel went through like a quick like centimeter growth right she went from like two centimeters to six centimeters in like an hour and a half Dang. That's excruciating. Yeah. That's bad. I mean, I don't know. I may not say it's direct hour and a half. I don't know the exact time frame. Because I think I came from work or something like that. I came from work. I was somewhere. But, like, you know, nothing was happening for a while. I mean, this is like two, maybe three in the morning. And, you know, my my whole goal was I'm not, I'm not going to sleep until she comes. But since her mom was there, she was like, oh, don't worry. Go to sleep. You know, I'll definitely wake if anything happens. Right? And so I closed my eyes for a second. And they lost Morgan's heartbeat. Ooh. And so, like, her mom went right into, like, work mode. She's getting Aria moved on the bed. Like, we're going to get this heartbeat back by the time the nurse come in the room or whatever. I think they had already had the heartbeat. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, she went straight to work. But now everybody knows her at the hospital because, of course, that's her hospital that she works at. 
So, you know, I was really upset when I found out that happened. You know, Grant, I was used to sleep and, and, and uh, nobody told you. And nobody told me. Nobody woke me up at that moment. So I was like, I was hot. Like, I mean, and the thing is, that you, I mean, I know in the grand scheme, like her mom was there to help her. But, you know, this is my moment with my wife. You see what I'm saying? Or at the time, my fiance, my wife to be. But this was ours. And I felt like I lost a little bit of that. But that's okay, though. Like, I mean, I'm not, like, hurt or mad over it because everything worked out. Now, since we were able to wait for our doctor to come in, you know, who we had developed a relationship with, and I was down there. You know, I was all up close and personal with the birth. I was like, I need... Yeah, I know. Most people wasn't, but I was. Like, I was like, you know, I want to make sure everything's okay down there. Not just for myself later on, but, you know, <laughs> make sure everything's all right. You know, make sure everything's all right. Make sure everything's all right. Now, you know, I was the person that did the suggestion that she used the mirror. And when she used the mirror, like, the pushing was a lot better for her. And, I mean, she was built for pushing out babies. Like, she did real. Like, I think we did, like, four or five pushes. <laughs> mm. Yeah, okay. I think okay. I think we did like three, three or four. Oh yeah, that's good. Jazz ready for that. Y'all might be ready for number two already. Nah. <laughs> so yeah. Like, Go ahead. Like Jazz was Jazz was literally straddled across the bed, like one foot on one side on the ground, one foot on the other on on the ground. The doctor came in was like. How are you doing this right now? She's like, are you comfortable? She's like, yes, I'm very comfortable. I was like, I look, I was like, yeah, this girl is a savage. I mean, look, she, mind, did, I mean, she does come you, from like that sports background. Exactly. Mind, mind you, she had an unmedicated birth. Yeah. It, yeah, Jazz is big on that whole birth plan stuff, too. Bro, she had that thing written out and emailed it to me around six months. <laughs> like, this is the plan. Do not deviate. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. So, I think for me, like, after all that went down, like, so you know how you said you cried? Yeah. I punched myself in the head multiple times. Why? Honestly, honestly, I ain't gonna lie, I was overwhelmed, bro. Um, me too. After I cut the umbilical cord and uh, they gave it to Ariel, like Morgan, so they gave it to Ariel first, and then they had to take her and clean clean her up because she was late, right? Uh-huh. So, you know, after they take her to clean her up, like I, I'm kind of sitting down there, and her, like and Morgan is looking around the room now, like she's scanning, like I'm talking to her, she, like when I talk, like her head coming emotional where my voice is sounding. I mean, I used to talk to her every single night. Now, I don't know how much true it is that they could hear you through the womb, but, I mean, I'm pretty sure they hear vibrations and all that other stuff. But They hear the tone, yeah. the tone, the tone of your voice. And so, like, she's looking towards me, and then I just I lose I lose my shit, bro. I did. I'm over there, like, pop, pop, pop in the head, and I'm crying. I'm, I had to sit down for a second. I mean, it really, I think, I think it only happened for about 10 seconds or less. I mean, really about five seconds. To pop myself in the head about five seconds, like yo, this shit's real. It's real. It ain't a dream. It ain't a dream. And not a dream. you know, coming back from that on the other side of this, it's like yo, it was absolutely amazing. Now, question number two, which I think for mm. both of us is going to be a big topic on things after birth. Uh-huh. How was it? After y'all got home, we were on edge because we're first-time parents. We didn't know what what to expect. We didn't know if she's gonna be up all night or or what these little sounds were that that she were making, which are pretty much just baby noises. <laughs> we the, we the little far sound we with were, the mouth. <laughs> yeah, we were so quiet, like. We didn't make any noise inside the house whatsoever. Like, we were tiptoeing around this damn house like 
Like we're trying to sneak, sneak, sneak into our own house. Like everything was quiet. We were attentive. We, but but it was cool though. Yeah. We we were just ready to to get home. But the the, the crazy part is the day that we got home. The uh, next day, your boy was super sick. Damn. Like flu. I had. Ed- I had every symptom of the coronavirus or or the flu. Oh shit! This is all your fault, COVID nineteen. It is not my fault, but I had every symptom, <laughs> every single last one of them. So you basically had an upper respiratory infection right after um, y'all got home with uh, with Parker. Yeah, definitely because that air in the hospital was so dry. Oh, that's it tough. Tore it tore my system up. Oh, that's tough. Like, that had to have been tough on Jasmine, something serious. Like, like I did everything else. Like, yeah. she took care of Parker in, in, uh, in any housework and anything she needed. That was me. I was the what do you need guy. I played that role a little bit too. I get you. She she looked down She and she looked around with the eyebrows kind of squinched. I'm like, what you need? <laughs> She had you on a string with you with just the look. Yeah, because I couldn't do anything with Parker. Like I couldn't hold her. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't want to breathe on her because my body temperature was all over the place. I was sweating like I just came out of the sun for one second, and then chills. The, the next, next minute, the next minute, I'm ice cold. I was like, "What the heck is going on?" Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I think for us, it was totally different. We didn't go home after the birth. Um, mm-hmm. Ariel was concerned about postpartum a little bit and definitely wanted some more help from her mother. So, mm-hmm. you know, my parents hadn't moved to Georgia yet. I mean, they live here now. But mm-hmm. um, when we left the... Um, hospital we actually drove out to her parents house and uh, we were there for the first three days Morgan left the hospital now I'll be honest with you I was not with that idea I did not like it at all Um, I think for me as time went along I appreciate it more so you know and that's, 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 that's hindsight. I mean, we still went, but it was like originally I was like, yo, it's our baby. It's our child. I want to take it to our place. Our place is prepared for her. It's ready for her. Da, 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 da. Now, by me saying all that, you know, I was the guy during the pregnancy that read all the books. Not me. <laughs> like. I read nothing. Dude. Like you ask like if you talk the next time you talk to Aria, like you you could ask the message in the group chat, she'd be like, "Yo, you might have thought he was Einstein, Booker T. Washington." Like I was in the books, like nobody's business. I didn't even like to read like that. That was all jazz for us. Like she probably read well over five hundred articles from the time she got pregnant until she had the baby. Like she was always reading. And the only thing the book told me was this. <laughs> For every book I read, <laughs> I realized a whole bunch of stuff I did not want to do. <laughs> mm. I think the only thing that um, registered for me truly was learning about postpartum as a man. I did not know anything at all about postpartum before she got pregnant. Me either. And... Granted, I mean, I, th- I think the number is something like 65 or 70 percent of women have some form of postpartum after birth. Yeah, it's like po- it's, it's either postpartum blues or postpartum, postpartum depression. depression. Yeah. So so jazz had postpartum blues that probably lasted for like three days, maybe. Which isn't bad. I mean, that's not bad. No. I mean, I don't blues doesn't scare me. It's postpartum depression that scares me. 
especially if your partner at some reason has ever had issues with depression in the past. You know, Mm. that really just heightens it. So, um, you know, like how you were, like I, I was doing a lot. I mean, once we finally got home, you know, I'm really appreciative of those first three days nowadays that I look at it because not everybody is going to have that perfect after leaving the hospital, you know, fairy tale story, bring your baby home and happy after after da 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 da. Now, yeah. for us, you know, Ariel suffered a little bit from uh, postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those first couple of weeks um, with us being home, it was definitely tough. Like, at, at, at our own place, it was definitely tough. Like, she didn't want to go to sleep. Um, so she was sleep deprived, like, to the point where I'm like, yo, one of us got to get some sleep. <laughs> I'm about to go work two jobs, so <laughs> like, babe, I need you to be prepared. Like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, I found myself really burning the candles at for, at both ends. So you know, there's such a, a a larger, greater respect for learning what comes from um, postpartum. And you know, I get home, I'm putting stuff in the laundry. I'm like, I got you. Like, whatever I can do to help let lighten the load on you, um, I'm I'm gonna be here for that. Now, once we were able to really get a handle on her postpartum, yo, she the greatest mom I ever know. <laughs> like her and Morgan are two peas in a pot. But learning about postpartum, like I really wish knowing beforehand, yo, you have to realize that you have no control as a man. Zero. At all. Because that was the most frustrating part for me. I'm like, yo, everything calculated. Don't even worry. I go to, I wake up at this time. I get to work at this time. I leave work at this time. I'm going to get home at this time. I know my traffic flows. Don't even worry. I'm home for two hours before I got to go to my next job. We good to go. Right? 42 uh-huh. hours. I got an hour to come home and help you out. Get, a, get an hour nap in. And then... You know, you got that hour to come home, get that hour nap in. Yo, once you take your hour nap, I'm going for my hour nap. Then I'm going to get up and go work till midnight, 1 a.m., and then come home and go to sleep and back up at 5. (laughs) And, you know, for me, I'm scheduled out, I'm set up, I'm ready to roll. And I'm like, yo, I got everything under control. Like, baby, don't even worry. We're going to be good to go on this because I'm jumping in to fix it. But I couldn't fix anything. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, for me, was like the toughest part of this whole thing. Like, how how do I fix this? You know, I'm Mr. Fix-It, bro. That's me. Something break, I'm here. You need some help, I'm here. You need a solution to a problem with you and your girls, I, I'm here. <laughs> Let me know. I got you. But at that moment, I was powerless. Yeah, I was the listener. And I listened, and and I and I, and I, and I, I remember, like I remember everything. I did too. I mean, why do think I think the difference between with blues and depression is no matter how much you listen, depression still is still there. If that makes sense. Yeah, and so, it is. You can do about it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, as time's gone along and people that I've spoken to that are going to have kids, I'm like, oh, be prepared for the unexpected, dude. You have no idea what's going to happen. Um, Very true. And this, and that even happens to people that do not have any history of depression or mental illness at all, if that makes sense. So people with no mental health issues, nothing like that can end up with postpartum blues or postpartum depression. But you should still be a conversation as a parent of what you're having. Because once I I think once both parties understand what it is, Mm -hmm. it is easier to tackle it, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, definitely. Jasmine's postpartum blues mostly came from 
the breastfeeding piece and mm. her not being able to produce milk at the moment or oh, okay. as much or as much as as she wanted. Did y'all have any latching issues once once she started? Yeah. Yeah, we had that a little bit too um in the beginning cuz you know it was cuz you know when the babies come out they f- they feed off of what's called colostrum which is before all that milk is produced like so like when they're super infant infant like it ain't all that flow yet but if you're not really getting that ability to do so then you know so for Ariel you know once we had Morgan it was like yo like I can't get her to latch so that was the issue anytime Morgan was out of her sight it was an issue you know what I mean so mm-hmm. She didn't, she, you know, she didn't start sleeping well very early off of that. But that, you know, that, that affects everything that you got going on. But, I mean, it didn't take us too long originally. Like, I think Morgan started to latch on day three before we left her parents' house, right after we left the hospital. After that, mm-hmm. Morgan was on the breast like they belonged to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, um, you borrowing. You working on borrowed time, girl. Thanks. Borrowed. <laughs> I'm going to need them back. But you know that was what it was. So still, still need them back. Ooh, sorry, brother. I've been had mine back. <laughs> Not me. Uh, she is hogging. <laughs> she is hogging the boobies. She like, yo, you need to tell Parker to square up, bro. <laughs> Listen, I told Parker she can get these hands anytime. <laughs> Talk about you must know. And and next thing you gotta do, you gotta remind Jazz who those belong to too. Uh, that's not an issue. That's what you think. <laughs> Reminder. Like those come back to me. And once you do that, man, you should be just good to go. Oh yeah. I believe it. But yeah, man. So we talked about finally at the birth. How has it been now that time has passed? You know, Parker is one, almost one now, right? One, almost one. Which one? Uh, she's four months as of Dang, Saturday. How bad am I have a friend that she's four months of Saturday? <laughs> I say one, almost one. I mean, I, I, I mean, she looks like it. Oh, first of all, Jasmine's like six foot one, and if the people don't know, you're six six. Yeah, she looks like she's almost one. First of all, Jasmine is five eleven. Well, she wears heels, so true. With heels, she's like six. <laughs> she's like six three, six four. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I just, I just got to call it where I see. You know, that's a pretty <laughs> tall mixture. Parker might have a car time finding some dudes. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, that's don't, she don't be one of those. Don't be one of those. Oh, see, there you go. See it right. You had to clean yourself up right quick. You had to clean yeah, yourself as up. long as she finds the right one. That's real. That's real. Because daddy stays strapped. <laughs> <laughs> For what? That goes the whole thing. Like, I'm definitely not pulling my gun on nobody else's kid. Now, oh, heck no. But Because no. if I ever do have a son and you do that to mine, I'm coming to find you. Mm-hmm. Like I swear to God, like there would be nothing to stop me from pistol whipping you if you did that to my kid. Like you pop up on Instagram with a picture where you got a gun to my kid, I'm gonna pistol whip the shit out of you on, on purpose. Oh nah, I mean they gonna know it's on purpose. I was like, oh, you thought that shit was cool, huh? I'm a grown man too. You thought that shit was cool. Our kids, our kids' relationship ain't gonna last. I put it that way. <laughs> Ain't gonna last. And if my son don't whoop your ass, if he don't whoop your ass, I'm gonna whoop his ass too. I'm gonna whoop both y'all ass. Now, now beyond that, I think for me, like, you know, being a veteran and, you know, our friend circle, you know, for kids, it definitely gets better, dude. It does. Having a daughter is, like, awesome. Like, you know, before COVID started, me and Morgan used to have, like, a Friday routine. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I work I work a four on three off, mm-hmm. and my three days off. Yes, guys, three day weekends, all the time. Mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's um, lovely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, my company treats me well. As of right now, you know, 
I'm still a mercenary. If somebody else want to give me more money for what I do, I'm out. Is that mercenary? <laughs> so, um, you know, we started routines, man. Like, and my little one is into a lot of stuff that I like. Now, you know, I ain't gonna never force her to be in basketball or nothing like that. But she loves it herself. Like, yo, gotta love it. Saturday morning, she's like, yo, daddy, I know I can't stay away for the game. Can we watch the reruns? Oh, you know it. Let's throw that on. Now, the only thing I do not like is my father is trying to make her a Laker fan. Oh. I'm like, I'm like, what you doing? But she really banged with her pop-pop, bro. Like, that shit weird. I'd be like, look, don't listen to him. He don't know what he's doing. Don't like them Lakers. Don't. I'd rather, so, be, I'd rather, be, I'd rather you be one of the people that's just like, like a single player. Like, just don't be like that. Yeah. Yeah, so so I don't like I don't really like teams. I like players. Yeah, that's right? what I wanted. That's what I wanted to do. Like do that. My dad loved the Lakers, bro. That's why I I hated them to I, this day because of him. I feel the same way. So the thing was, is like I used to love Shaq. Right, I was a Shaq mm. fan. I mean, I, I, I'm a point guard, but I love the bigs. Like. If God would have gave me six ten, uh, six eleven, seven feet, I'd have been the next Shaq. Shaq was Shaq, Shaq, Shaq was the man. Like Shaq, Orlando Shaq, when I really fell in love with Shaq, Orlando Shaq was a whole nother ball game. Like LA Shaq was good, but like Orlando Shaq was like otherworldly. Like athleticism, power, finesse. Like that's 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 really when the black tornado came for Shaq, man. Look, we not we not going to turn this into a sports a sports podcast. But I am gonna tell you, dog, like as you get older, like girls do gravitate towards you as a man, which is like awesome. So like we, we, we have smoothie dates, we got dates. Um we went to our first uh daddy daughter ball. Um mm-hmm. Not too long ago, which was amazing, yo. Like, it was otherworldly amazing. Like, we dressed up together, went out on a date. Like, I, we went to the store to go get her dress, helped mm. her pick it out. You know, she helped me pick out the tie that's going to match her dress. And it was just amazing. It was so much fun. Like, it will melt you as a man as time goes along. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's so much fun. So much fun. All right, y'all. Um, that is episode one. Oh no, episode one. Now, look. I hope that all of you stay tuned and be prepared for more episodes to come. And that's John W. Willis signing off. And Jamal Patman, A. K. A. Terrence J. Now, do remember that this podcast is called We Still Ain't Got Our Shit Together. Still. Ain't. Ain't got our shit together. No, it's right. coming. Oh, no. Nah. It definitely ain't coming. I'm going to be 80 and switching the game up. Those that oh, cannot yeah. adapt, die. I hope y'all have a wonderful day just on that wonderful gym. All right. Bye.